Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to announce something. I've got a cool announcement that I have started a Facebook group for The Mental Golf Show. I've seen other forums and other golf communities that have a space where they can all go hang out and and talk and meet each other and and that kind of thing. And I truly value the community of people that listen to this show. And I think you guys deserve a place to go to discuss the mental game of golf, suggestions for the show like guests, topics, questions, and to meet each other and hear what we're all working on in regards to the mental game of golf. I know I've received so much feedback uh, via email, but that's just kind of one-on-one, and um, there's there's such good people that want to contribute and talk. Search for The Mental Golf Show uh, in Facebook. I don't know how you can find groups, uh, but I will also have the link in the show notes to the group. Uh, I would love it if you joined and uh, started to talk amongst yourselves a little bit. <laughs> anyway, um, enough self-advertisement. On today's episode, I am interviewing a very good golfer who has been on a tear lately. His name is Alejandro Tosti, who has won his last three starts on the Swing Thought Tour. I I think that's how you pronounce his name. Forgive me, Alejandro, if that's not quite it. Um, but great conversation with this guy. He's such a nice guy, such a genuine guy. Um, and... Uh, He's been playing awesome lately. I mean, the Swing Thought Tour is one of the biggest mini tours in the country. So he obviously knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about, has gotten to a very high level, um, and I expect him to get much further. So listen up to what he has to say, uh, because I'm sure you can learn from it. All right, let's get into it. So we'll just kind of get into this. It's nothing formal. I just wanted to kind of, kind of hear your perspective on the mental game, that kind of stuff. So this is the mental golf show. So I, I wanted to reach out to some swing thought guys and I saw your name towards the top of the rankings right now. And um, I just wanted to see kind of how you relate to the mental game, um, what your thoughts are, how you work on it, that kind of stuff. So maybe, maybe you could give me a quick, like, recent history like how you got to where you are in the recent uh past uh well it's a long story actually okay. to, to get where i got here it's been a lot of process it's been a long journey uh, even though i'm just starting as a professional but uh, man it starts uh, all the way back when i was six years old um back in argentina uh just watching tv nobody in my family knew what golf was and just crazy uh, mm. telling my parents i want to play golf i want to play golf imagine six years old uh family not known uh doesn't know the sport and they don't know everybody that plays golf so it was a very um very tough place to start with and uh, they started looking at yellow pages for the clubs where to go and they tried to take me to the country clubs and they were asking for like a thousand dollars uh membership and my parents could not afford that and, uh, but those clubs were recommending me uh, to go to a club that was like an hour away from my hometown. And uh, I started going there 
and uh, they had a golf school uh, a golf school on the weekends and uh, I started there and it was so easy for me because uh, on my house I used to play the whole day with the charcoal stick and uh, the other ball and uh, I'll be playing all around the house with that hitting that stick um, sinking it into the drain and uh, yeah that's how I started and uh, well I started competing locally uh, state uh, in my state and then I was really good rank and then I started playing at eight years old I was national champion in Argentina and it was uh, everything was growing growing getting better to getting better and when I was uh, 14 years old I was number one in my in my my class um, and they started sending me to the United States to compete to South America so I was starting to represent Argentina all over the world and uh, my results um, my good results all over the world uh, impacted um, the so uh, my good results all over the world I started receiving scholarships from different universities and believe it or not when I was 15 I did not speak a single word of English um, and all by sudden I'm receiving all these letters to come to, to college to U.S. and I didn't speak English so my main goal was uh, to put golf aside a little bit and um, start focusing on learning English to pass the SAT and be able to to come study and play golf in the United States. Like uh, nine out of 10 players in PGA Tour did. So that was the main goal. I came to the United States, learned to speak English, play college and uh, the University of Florida. And now I'm a professional golfer. So uh, it's been a long journey, but uh, yeah, I've been uh, in all kinds of uh, levels of competition and I play really good. Uh, in most in all of them and uh, now I'm starting my pro career so did you just when did you actually turn pro like was it right out of college yes so I, I only was able to play three and a half years uh, in college from 2015 uh, until May 2018 and um, and then I turned pro right there uh, but then last year I decided after missing Q school on my my second attempt, I decided to come back to University of Florida to finish the eight classes that I was missing. And that was done in December. So mm-hmm. I just graduated from college, but I've been a pro for two years now. Right, right. So how have your, I mean, I hate to just jump right into how, how have your results been, because that doesn't really matter. But I guess just for context of who you are and what you've been up to, like how have your past two years been competitively? Yeah, definitely. Um, somebody with no results, it's less than, than somebody with results. So, um, yeah, I mean, my results have been pretty good. And uh, as an amateur, I got to be uh, in the top five in the world. Um, I won uh, really good championships. I've been close to playing the Masters as an amateur. Lost by one shot in 2015. Um, lost in semifinals in the British amateur. And... Um, and then uh, won a couple of college events, very important individual like the SEC Championship and, uh, and the Tavistock in, uh, in Orlando and Isleworth. And um, um, going back to you know, when I turned pro, I, I, my first year I struggled a little bit. I was my last year in college and, uh, and, and first year and a half as a pro, I've been with, with what is called the YIPS, which mm-hmm. is a mental state that uh, you block yourself and your hands do not react, uh, re- react in a way that it's uh, unexpected. And I was missing putters this far from the mm. hole. 
So my scores were not good. My ball striking was always good. Never struggled with that. But then when I get into the green and I'm trying to make the putts, they're just not going in. So I struggled a lot and I've been working a lot on that. And, and now that I got over that, uh, my scores are, are so low and I'm playing really good. My putting is, is one of the best uh, parts of my game. And, and I'm very excited uh, for, for what I've been doing. What do you do to get over the what you call the yips? I mean, you know, missing short putts, getting in your own way. What did you do? Well, I did everything I could. You know, I started uh, putting lefty. I started, I did, I tried everything I could. Um, actually playing, uh, putting with a driver, putting with a wedge, uh, chipping in, in the green, um, everything, everything you can imagine. I tried it. I tried all different kind of grips, uh, arm lock, uh, cross-handed, everything, one-handed, all that you can imagine. I think that the only way to, to get a, um, to fix a problem is by by looking for a solution. Because if you just stay and think like, uh, and you and you become a victim of your problem, you're never gonna uh, come to a solution. So I just uh, kept trying, you know, and it's not that you try just half an hour or one hour, no, it takes a couple of weeks of preparation and then you go into a tournament. And in the tournament, you're like, oh, is this working really or not? And you know, then it's tough to trust the process when, when you have to wait so long and in the process, uh, you're spending so much money in traveling and missing cuts and and it's a uh, very expensive lessons that you that you take but um yeah finally it's just been nothing i i'm, I'm back in the same position same grip same uh, same everything as i was before the yips and um it was just a process it took me three years almost to to get over it so wow. yeah those three years were not fun actually i had a couple good tournaments uh, but uh but nothing like like my potential uh can 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 do you know like uh now i i know that i'm i'm where i can go where i can be and uh, i know uh i've been playing really good because of my putting and um it's just a matter of uh getting through that and now it's really good my results have been really good lately I uh, just won three tournaments in a row for the swing thought. Uh, yesterday, I I finished a. Um, sorry for the phone That's here. Okay. I can't do nothing about That's it. It's okay. Um, yesterday, I just uh, pre-qualified into the Monday qualifier for the Puerto Rico Open. Nice. Seven hours. So yeah, I'm uh, wow. I'm in a roll. So you are on a roll. That's awesome. So you you mentioned process, and I mean process is as a word is thrown out left and right, uh, in relation to golf in relation to the mental game. But what does that reminds me of like your daily routine, um, what you kind of do on a daily basis to get better, like walk me and your list and the listeners kind of through what you do on a daily basis to kind of give people into a glimpse of what a, what a professional golfer does to get better. It's uh, everybody's different. It's very interesting to see um, guys that uh, really put like six, seven hours a day uh, grinders. They love to work or some of them don't love to work, but they do it because they know that they have to do it to get better. Um, and then you have other kind of players that just uh, do the minimum and they have the talent and they just, uh, it's the, they believe on the way that they work, which is the key here. Um, if you start looking to the side and you're like, oh, this guy is practicing 10 hours and he's doing good. Okay, let's practice 10 hours so I do good. It doesn't work that way. Um, the key here is to find the, to find the thing that works for you. Um, that's why it's so special about golf. Um, 
I've seen from one end to the other, and and you know I'm I'm lucky that I know my system. I know what works best for me, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just a matter of finding what is good for you. Hmm. So you've you've experienced a lot recently, probably maybe sleeping on a lead or being in contention. Obviously, you've won. So what kind of things do you do to to manage the emotions of being around the lead? Well, I've been around the lead for a while um, in, in all kinds of levels, starting in junior tournaments, uh, then amateur tournaments. And and I always found that, that it was not happening my way. I was missing the, the moment, you know, like let's say I have a this perfect example in 2015, 2015 I lost by one shot um, to get in the Masters, missing two two short putts on the last three holes. And, uh, and you know, you're like, holy cow, like I was so close to playing the Masters and it's a life-changing, you know, and opportunity. And, and again, in the British, in the British Am and, and this and that, and you're like, man, I'm so close, but it's not, I'm, I cannot make it happen. Um, I got to a point where it's like, where I, where I learned that it's not making it happening. It's just, it just happens. Um, finally, I got the maturity. I'm 24 now, but it took me until now that I'm realizing that it's not in my control, winning or not winning. Um, all I can do is just put myself in contention and, and just wait for the best. And look, like last three weeks, it's, they've been, I've been playing against really good players. Um, and, you know, all you can do is put yourself in position and just play another good round on the last day. Um, uh, last year, I had a couple, I mean, on the, we played a three PGA Tour Latin America tournaments. And in two of them, I was on the last group. Uh, and both of them, I finished fifth. And it felt like really bad because it's like, man, I'm leading. I'm top of the leader. And last round, just those putts don't fall and leap out and, and hear a bad break and this and that. And you're like, man, like, I'm so close, but it's not, I'm not, I cannot make it happen. And I was a little desperate about it um, because I see other guys making it and you're like, ah, oh, this guy beat me. And, and you know, and, but well, uh, going back, it's like, okay, listen, uh, my coaches really helped me in this. Um, listen, like just focus on, on giving yourself chances. Even Tiger Woods has lost too. You know, it's not that Tiger Woods won every single tournament. Yes, his percentage is like 20 to 25% of winning, but it's Tiger Woods, you know? So, I mean, look into those, look into those, uh, obviously uh, these mini tour things are, it's other level, but if I look that, I'm like, I'm pretty good. I'm doing pretty good right now. hundred um, percent. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. The journey, um, the learning process, the, it's just, uh, sometimes it's very hard to see yourself um, ex- um, doing, uh, um, um, succeeding mm. when you're missing, when you cannot tap in the ball in the hole. So it gets very, very tough in the journey. Uh, but when you make it, it's, it's when you receive a lot of, uh, when you, when you feel a lot of uh, proud and, 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 and you feel very, very happy about all the process that you've been through. Yeah. So I know you got a tea time to catch, but I, I want to ask you just a couple more questions. Um, one is, as as is the theme with this podcast is helping people work on their mental game and what specific things they can do is does that actually cross your mind as to I need to work on my mental game or is it more of just uh, kind of a daily I just kind of am getting better at my golf game in general and that helps me 
Um, or do you actually do things to work on your mental game? Well, I think the mental game is just uh, in golf, especially it's just so important. I'll mm -hmm. say probably 60 to 80% and where the other is uh, physical. Um, and then maybe give a percentage to luck or destiny or however you want to call it. But mental is super important. Um, the golf course, uh, making decisions, being conscious about your decisions, being responsible for, for the decisions you make. Um, it's all super important because um, when you get into the course and, and, you, and you have two decisions to make and you make one, and which you think in the moment that is good, uh, but then you hit a bad shot and, and ends up being bad, then you, then you hit yourself by saying, oh, I should have done the other one. Um, but now that you have a result, you say that if, if you didn't hit, if you hit a good shot, yeah, it was perfect. So that's something that I've been, uh, learning a lot, um, to be determined with my decisions and just, uh, trust them. And no matter what happens after I hit the ball, just, uh, you know, go and find the ball and try to make another good decision. Uh, you, we don't make bad decisions in the moment. So that, that is the, that is the main thing that I think of most of the time. Um, and it's been really, really helpful for my game. Yeah. sounds like you, it's more of just a, let's make a decision in the moment. Let's be committed to it. Let's trust in my ability. And then whatever happens, I, I tried my hardest. It's not like I was, you know, purposely made a bad decision. You tried your hardest. Yeah, right? exactly. exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we're hard on ourselves. It's very easy to get hard on yourself if you don't get the good result. So that's helped me a lot to relieve a lot of pressure and, and trying to make everything perfect. Yeah. Per perfectionism definitely leads to too much pressure, right? Yes. So I, my last question was going to be how much do you, how much percentage do you think is the mental game and how much is physical? And you already kind of answered that. You said 60 to 80 <laughs> mental, right? Yeah. So yeah. What, At our level, in a professional level, it gets to a point where, Everybody can hit the ball, can move the ball both ways a little bit, can hit the driver 280 or over. Um, even the ones that hit shorter, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's going to make a little difference, but you can make up with the mental. You know, you can have a guy that hits it 350 but doesn't know how to, how to play uh, logically in a course. He hits driver on every hole. The guy that hits a driver but hits an iron on the hole that has to hit an iron in the long run is going to play better than the guy, the guy that just hit driver everywhere hmm. so that's what it comes down to to the mental part i mean the mental part is so it's so wide so uh, so um it, it just uh, so um yeah broad it's, it's, it's a, a big spectrum yeah. abroad abroad yeah it's just so big uh that you you have so many parts to work on so it's yeah. something that and endless Endless. Yeah, and it, you know, it's, it's just between our ears, but it's, it's endless. Yeah, right. That's a good way to put it. Uh, so lastly, uh, because you had already answered my final question, what do you think is the one, I guess, since you said it's so broad, this is hard to answer. And there's so many millions of different kinds of golfers. What do you think is the one most important mental trait for a golfer? A mental what? Uh, like a, a mental trait, a mental category, like let's say patience or something, something like that. <laughs> Putting you on the That's spot a, a little bit. 
That's a tough one because I think it really has to do with with where your game is. I mean, if you are a a guy that hits it far and have and hit so many greens in a round, and uh, you're like, and you in part five, you're putting because you're hitting irons into the greens. It's gonna be different than the guy that just kind of struggles a little more to get get it going, hits long irons on the green, so it's not gonna have as many opportunities. But in my case, that I hit the ball super far and and I get a lot of opportunities, it's just being patient. Mm. Um, when you don't see those spots go in and, and you start desperating a little bit, you miss a green, you don't make an up and down, and you're like, ah, you know, I had that opportunity here, that there, that there, now, now I made a bogey. To be patient is, like you said, it's very key because uh, you never know when, when it can turn up. You know, like you sink one pot and then you're putting for eagle and you leap out, but you made another birdie. Then you hit a good shot. You tap in. You make another birdie. You can you can get very quick and get it rolling. You know, so yeah. In my case, it's being patient, and and I've I've seen it. You know, like couple couple of tournaments that I'm like, well, I shot two under, but could have been six easily. And the next day, it's like three, but could have been seven. Mm-hmm. You're like, and the next round, it's like another one, and then the last round, seven or eight under, and you're like, wow, I I I knew it was coming. You know, I'm playing good. It's just a matter of being patient and waiting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Patience. Patience has to be the top for everybody, no matter what, like might even require more patience if you're struggling hitting long irons in. Right. And so that's, that's excellent. I think, I think patience goes, goes uh, very along with acceptance too. Hmm. Um, Acceptance of that pad not going in Uh, acceptance that that you had to make a bogey in that hole because you made a bad decision and, and it's a acceptance that, that you have to learn from that. Um, not fighting it. It's like, ha, ah, I knew I had to hit a, to the middle of the green instead of going for the flag. And now I make a bogey. You know, that's when you, when the, when the, when the fight starts inside you, that you're like, I'm not accepting what has happened and you're trying to change it. So staying in the, staying in the moment, in the present, uh, being patient. And, uh, I think those are the, the main things that I, yeah. that I think of. Yeah, that's, those are huge. Uh, so what's your next tournament coming up? I'm going to be playing on uh, Monday for a pre, uh, Monday qualifier for the Puerto Rico open, which is a PGA tour event. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening to this interview with Alejandro. I hope you got some value out of it. I know I did. How about that origin story of his? His first golf club was a charcoal stick. That reminds me a lot of the story of Kamayu Johnson. Uh, Maybe you've heard this story. It's been a big story on the PGA Tour lately, how he uh, first was introduced to the game when he was in his own backyard swinging a stick, um, and someone kind of took took him under their wing and uh, helped him get started with the game. It reminds me of that kind of origin story a little bit of just humble beginnings, just wanting to play and not really having the means or the connections to do it, but making it happen anyway. That's uh, that's an awesome perspective from Alejandro. All right, so don't forget to check out the Mental Golf Show Facebook group. Hit the link in the show notes for that. And if you liked this episode, share it with someone who you think needs to be maybe inspired to work hard uh, or needs to be reminded of how good they have it to be able to just play this game. Um, Or maybe 
someone that you know just would love to hear uh, about a mini tour player who is doing well and has come up through junior golf, uh, college golf, and now professional golf. Uh, so maybe a junior golfer that you know that needs to hear someone in the not so distant future actually living out that dream of professional golf. So share it with that person that needs to hear this. Um, all right. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. And in the meantime, I will see you over on the Facebook group. All right. See you next time.